This podcast is brought to you by Living Waters Church, Kyabram. You can visit us at www.lwkyabram.com. We, we see things sometimes so much in a negative sense. And this morning, I just want to remind us, let's choose to see the light. Let's choose to see the light. Let's understand that there is light and God is light. And God, as we look to God, we see light. We see a way forward. Now, I remember having a conversation where people have said uh, what, what, are, what they're going through, which is fine, it's, it's good, you need to talk about these things. And, and uh, towards the end, I've made this comment, could be worse, could be worse. And then some people go, oh, well, that's not what I want to hear. <laughs> but, you know, it could be, it could be worse. Like, let's think, think of the, well, at least this didn't happen. At least that didn't happen. At least, you know, you're alive, you're well, you're here with me talking to me and, you know, you, things could be worse. That's the better perspective. I like in the Transformers movie where there's a line that says, more than meets the eye. I really love that, that line. It said, more than meets the eye. And I really like that because so much time we, we, we can only see what our eyes see. But God wants to open our eyes. I believe God wants to open our eyes to what he sees and you may not still see, and you probably will not see everything he sees, but to see something of what he sees is going to be so much better than just our eye. So what I'm talking about today is don't just get caught up in what we see. Don't get just caught up in what we see. That is easy to say, but when stuff is happening, we can have this fog around us, or it seems like fog around us, that stops us seeing. See, I believe God wants to move the fog. And as I wrote this, I could just really see God wants to remove the fog. God really wants to take that fog away so that you can see clearly, so you can know what God has set, uh, what path he has set you on, because he has set you on a path. You know, God has set us up. You love it when someone sets you up. <laughs> but, you know, God has set you up. He set you up, and we sometimes need to, we need to open our eyes better. We need to ask God to show us and, and remove the stuff that's in the way. Remove that fog because there's so much more ahead, so much more he wants to do in our lives. And in this world today, there's so much more. You know, we hear the, you know, there's rumors of war and, and all that stuff and, and end times. And, you know, I think we just need to focus on there is more that God has. There is more that God has. We know that the other stuff is all there, and we, all, we know that it's, that's all coming, but let's not get caught up on that. Let's get caught up in, okay, there's more that God wants to do. Let's be the church that shines in the hour that, that we have, in the time that we have, in the moment we have. Let's be the church that shines and chooses to see the light, chooses to see the light. I believe God wants, us to, God wants to move the fog. The fog is the situation but we serve a God which is bigger than the situation. We serve a God that's bigger than the situation. God has the resources to do what is, ne- what is needed. You know that? God has the resources to do what is needed. So it comes back to trusting God. That old nugget, hey? Oh, you just got to trust God. Sure, pastor. Sure. Just got to trust God. You don't know my situation. Well... I've been in some situations, and you know, end of the day for me, as I've trusted God, it's worked out, panned out. 
that it hasn't been always rosy, it hasn't always been nice, it's sometimes been nasty, but God has paved the way through there and he has shown me things along the way and I have, as I've trusted him, he's just continued to pour out his blessing. It comes back to trusting God. Maybe we, we, we trust God, maybe if we trust God, then the fog can lift. In fact, I don't think it's a maybe, it's a definite, the fog will lift if we can trust, if we choose to trust God. Because then we're not looking at the fog, are we? We're looking at, hey, God's greatness, God's mightiness. It says uh, that uh, greater is he who's in me than he is in the world. You know, I remember preaching that message back a while ago and it was at the time when we, uh, we lost our first, firstborn, uh, Georgie, and I just hanged on to that word because greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I had to hold on to something. I had to trust God and say, you know, my situation sucks right now, but I'm hanging on to God who's bigger and greater because he's greater and he can do he can overcome my, my what I'm going through. He can overcome that and walk me through this. And that was seven, eight, eight years, something like that, eight years ago. It still gets me. But I am so thankful that God is greater and he has helped me get through and walk me through and he's helped me to see beyond the fog, see beyond the fog. So we can choose to just see the fog. You know what we, and when we choose to see the fog, that's when we just complain. I believe as we choose to see the fog, it's about because, because we're just complaining. And we just complain and we complain and we complain and we complain and it just brings more fog, more fog, more fog. And then it's like we get to a point where it's like maybe I should stop complaining. <laughs> I should say, okay, God, I ask for your help. I'm looking at you now. Isn't it funny? We, sometimes it's not until afterwards. We should just do that in the first place. Ask God for the help. Just trust him in the first place. But you know Paul, the Apostle Paul, you know, this guy, this guy, and it sounds a bit random, just moved to something else, but this guy went through some stuff. You see, Paul, and he writes to the, the Philippi church here to encourage them. And I believe this morning I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to encourage you to, to, to go forward, to see beyond the fog. I'm here to encourage you to say, hey, there's so much more ahead of you. There's so much more that, that this church can even do. There's so much more that, that we can all do. And as his church, we are his church, together we're his church, that we can see the church thrive. It says, Paul and Timothy, servants, and this is um, Philippians. If you want to look at Philippians, Philippians 1, 1 to 6. And he's encouraging the church. So Philippians 1. This is one to, one to six. You got it? Awesome. It says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ, Jesus at, Jesus, Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I want to focus on, it says, it says in there, be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That's us. That God is saying, I, I believe in you and I'm gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna do what I want to do in your life. 
I want to do what I started in your life. I want to complete what I started. So here we see Paul who is, who is his own situation going on, but he still sees more than his situation. You see, Paul sees more than his situation. You know, so many times we can get stuck in our own situation and sometimes we just need to actually go and encourage someone. It's amazing when you just encourage someone and, and stop thinking about just all the problems of yourself and just encourage someone else. Just go and encourage someone and, man, it is good. It's like, oh, feel good. I'm, I'm happier. I'm excited to live again. If you encourage someone, you're actually bringing out something of God that's in you. So he's, he's encouraging, Paul is encouraging. He is encouraging the church of Philippi, of Philippi to press on. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep your eyes full. You're doing a great job. See, who has done a good work in you will carry it on to completion. See, God starts something. He's not about to just can it. He's not about just to finish. He's about completion. He's about completing. He's about getting the job done. He's about doing what, he can, doing what he's already planned. He's still, he wants to see it through. So our God sticks to his word and completes what he starts. Don't you love that? He sticks to his word. I suppose the question is, will we stick to it? <laughs> will we stick to it? You know, God will complete what he starts. I love it that God will complete what he starts. He even gives us, he sort of gives us leeway at times. He says, well, all right, you go. Go do your thing. Go and work out what you need to work out. And it's sort of, we almost have to do that so we can learn sometimes. He actually needs to do that. See, God's not this God that's like, I'm going to hang on to you. There's no tomorrow. He's not like that sort of grip. He goes, well, you are my child. I love you regardless. And you make your own decision. And I'm still here. I love that. He just, I just see God there. With, I'm still here. Just when you're ready. And there have been times in my life, it's just always been, it's like I know God's like, well, I'm still here. When you're ready, Pete. And I do come back and I'm like, sorry, God. Yep, that was a bit of a, I learned a few things there. Thanks for letting me learn. <laughs> but sometimes it was hard to learn that. But anyway, it's the only way I could learn. So he will complete what he starts. So here's the thing. God is always right where we are. Think of that for a moment, one moment. God is always right where we are. We need to choose to look to him and ask him questions. See, sometimes to remove the fog, it's about asking some questions. It's about asking God, okay, well, God, what is going on in my life? Why have I got this fog? Why can't I see what you want me to see? What, what is going on in my world? What is happening? Choose to look to him and ask him questions. You know, sometimes the question we have has already been answered, but we have forgotten what God said. Remember that? I might just turn 40, and that is 40 if you remembered uh, him and I going to a place to ride our motorbikes. Now, I was like, yeah, that's right, I remember. I went to, the, went to a place to ride our motorbikes, and um, that was cool, and this is after church one day. And we got there, and uh, I forgot to bring my key to the, to the bike. And my mate's like, he was talking about this at his 40th framing that I'd forgotten the key. And I'm like, hold on a minute. It's amazing what people remember. I'd forgotten that because I don't remember that, of course. <laughs> but he'd remembered that. He remembered the t where I had forgotten the key, so we went back to his house and then travelled back half an hour to where we were going to ride. What a good mate, though. He didn't actually get upset with me, although he must have been still remembering it. It must be brewing in his head. <laughs> but... I'm like, I don't remember that. 
I sat down and went, I don't remember doing that. It's amazing what we remember and forget. This is why I need to and we all need to continue looking at the Word of God to, point, to, to, to the point that we use it daily, that we use it daily. You know, Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the Word, so Hebrews 4.12, I'll let you get that, Hebrews 4.12, for the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. See, the Word of God is there to take away the fog. It's there to take away the fog. The fog can be because of heart issues, heart issues that God wants to resolve. See, God wants to use his Word. When we use his Word, change happens. God may need to take us through a process so that we can let the Word build in our life to then see the change. See, sometimes it's, it's got to mature in us. I feel like, you know, we can read the word and it's good. We read it, get it into us, and then it's got to mature. It's got to, I like to say, marinate. It's got to marinate in us to the point where it gels and then we like had the ha-ha moment. You know, the ha-ha, oh, I see now, said the moment. No. Um, but... We need to have that. Someone got it, but anyway. Um, we need to actually let it sink in. Let it just, even if we just have to read the same passage over and over again, like sometimes it's just repeat, 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 and then next thing, ding, light bulb comes on. And we're like, oh, do you want to believe what God just told me? I've been reading this for six months, but I've actually got it now. <laughs> it's good, though. It could take six months. It could take longer, but hopefully not. But, you know, we just got to keep on getting it into us so we can get that moment and actually take the fog away. Is this making sense? That's good. That's good. The 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 10. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. You see Paul here, he's pleading with God. It says, three, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it, take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient. I just love that. Just there, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, insults, in hardships, in persecutions and difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The Apostle Paul is pleading with the Lord that God doesn't take it away. He doesn't take the problem away. You might say, that's a bit unfair. Come on. Where's God's mercy and grace? Just take that thing away from him so he can be free. And You know what? He wouldn't. The, the power of God is, is there to bring us through stuff. Not necessarily going to just take everything away and so that life's always the better roads, as, as uh, Pastor Chloe was saying last night. I was listening to a very good message. And you know, it's not a better roads at times. Because his word, see, I, I believe God wants his word to mature. And sometimes we have to go through stuff so the word matures in us and grabs hold. It doesn't always grab hold if it's all roses. You see, sometimes we go through some time so that the word can really stitch into us. Can really get, and that sounds like it would hurt, but uh, but sometimes it does when the word of God is getting into our lives and touching our lives. But he wants to bring us to a strengthening. He wants to strengthen him, 
strengthness. And so it says, and so, so it says uh, that my grace, so I love the way that to God responds here. God responds here, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. It was great for Paul to plead with, with the Lord Jesus, with the Lord, because God did give him an answer. You see, it was good that he pleaded with the Lord. It was good that he did that because he did get an answer. He did get an answer. Maybe not the one he wanted. And sometimes that's like us. We were asking God something and, and uh, then we don't get what we exactly thought we'd get, but we get something. And then we're like, we can be very ungrateful <laughs> and go, oh, but that's not what I, I wanted. A new car, not a second-hand car. <laughs> but a second-hand car might be just the thing you need might be just the thing that actually gets you out of trouble and beyond, actually. See, the answer was, I have, I have your back, and I'm going to empower you through it. Don't you love to have God's empowerment? You know what? Well, I'd rather have God's empowerment, actually, to empower through, to empower through, because then I can learn, and I can grow in him, and I can then make a difference with that situation and learn from that that I may make a difference in someone else's life. You see, you've got to have some runs on the board sometimes to make a difference in someone's life. If you haven't got runs on the board, well, it's pretty hard sometimes. Your words don't quite have the same meaning. And so it's good to, to go, you need to go through stuff so you can get some runs on the board. And it's sort of like God sort of has this, has this credit system almost. You know, he's, he has, he's always faithful, but he's always wanting us to continue to go to him and be faithful because he wants to build us up, he wants to build us up. See, the answer was, I have your back and I'm going to empower you through it. In fact, it, it will be the thing that helps you stay on course and will develop you. See, Paul needed that so he could stay on course. Whatever this problem was, he needed that so he could stay on course, continue to trust, and well, I'm just going to trust God. I just need to trust God. So many times we want a quick fix. Just fix it, God. Just fix it. But perhaps we should ask ourselves, what are, we, what are you teaching me through this? What are you teaching me through this? What are you teaching me through this, Lord? Understand that God is often bringing a strengthening to areas in our life that need it so that we are ready for the bigger battles that may be ahead of us. We can rest in God's grace, church. We can rest in God's grace, which helps us actually take that fog away. Because the fog is sometimes us striving, us trying to do something, and it just becomes fog. He's actually wanting us to rest in his grace too. And that doesn't mean we do nothing in our life and we just sit in the armchair and go, oh, God the God's grace. I'm just going to sit here and call the God's grace. I'm not gonna, even going to prepare a message that I'm going to preach and I'm not even going to prepare. Or, ah, it'll be right. No, no, he's not saying that. Or, you know, he's not saying just don't go to work because God's grace is sufficient. You know, he'll just magically bring some money. He's not saying that either. He's saying rest in who he is, rest in that he has the ability to empower you through life. He has the ability to remove whatever's in the way. He has the ability to show you something more and God will complete what he starts. Bottom line of all this message is God will complete what he starts. Let's pray. Father God, we just want to give you glory. We just want to give you thanks, Lord God, that your grace is sufficient. 
And, and at times we, we, we try to make things happen. We strive. We, we try to move things our, ourselves manually. You know? And so I feel like that sometimes I'm seeing a picture of us picking up a big box and trying to shift it, but it just won't budge. Just won't budge. And you're trying so hard, you're like, oh, come on, I've got to get this box out of this room. It's in the way, it's in the doorway. It's sort of, it's sort of right there, I keep falling over it and I, I just can't move it. Stop it. Stop trying to move it yourself. Sounds pretty brutal, but I feel that God is saying, would you stop? Would you stop trying to push it yourself? Would you just say, hey, God, help me out here? Would you just ask some questions about what is going on so that God can give you the information, not just information, but he can give you revelation. You see, he wants to give you revelation. Because with revelation, you've got the power to move stuff. With revelation, you can shift that box. It's not all on you. It's not all on you, church. God's greatness is so much more I'm just seeing that God's like, just be still and know that I am God. There's moments where we just need to stop, take stock and go, all right, God, do what you need to do. And God's like, finally, this is where I want you, in this place where I can do a work because I want to do a work. I want to complete what I started see your heart and I see it's soft and I see it's there but let me do some work let me do some work thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for your strength your empowering Father we just thank you Lord for all that you're doing thank you Lord that your great power is still the same help us this week for God to be a people that can make a difference help us to be a people that can learn where we're at Help us to be a people that can see, God, what you're doing. And have us more of a picture, Lord God. And remove the fog off people's lives. I pray right now. Remove the fog. Remove the fog. Remove the fog, Lord God. Remove the fog. That there will be fresh eyes given to everyone. Fresh eyes to see you're doing something. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless your church. Thank you for listening to today's podcast from Living Waters Church, Kyabram. Don't forget, you can find us at www.lwkyabram.com.